The intermediate line advises a language and concept warning for the entire show. G'day folks, Gus Lappin here, coming at you live from lovely lockdown Melbourne, and you're listening to the one and only Intermediate Line podcast, the only place where a one-year birthday is celebrated with a lukewarm VB and a fresh batch of UV resin. Here's to Chris and Valtzi. May their endless squabbling continue to send us gently off to sleep each and every Friday night. If anyone knows how to smuggle me into Queensland, give us a call on 04007 This episode of the Intermediate Line is brought to you by Nervous Water. For all your premium fly fishing requirements, please visit nervouswater.com.au. And Beast Brushes, Australian-made brushes and dubbing, professionally graded natural materials, plus a full shop for all of your fly tying needs at beastbrushes.com. Thanks for tuning in, listeners, and welcome back to another show. What episode are we up to, Volts? 140. That's right. We oh, you do know. Well, I didn't expect that. What is it? 140? Nah, we're way past that, dude. Really? I think we're like 146. This might be now. Right. Yeah. We're approaching the, the triple half century, mate. The triple. Is that how you'd say that? I don't know, mate. Yeah, one. Triple half know. century. Yeah. What is the 150? Is the, does anyone get a 150 in cricket? Yeah. Besides you, of course. No, I, I'd never got to 100. Oh. Yeah. Never. Yeah, okay. Well, cool. Stark contrast, though, Volts, as people would know, like only two weeks ago when we last did the Intermediate Line podcast, uh, we were sitting there talking about having the window open and shorts and a T-shirt on. Yeah. Now, it's cold as a witch's tit. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Certainly is. Yeah, yeah, it uh, winter winter came through with a big southerly blast. Pretty icy, yep. actually. Yeah. Got like a smack in the face. It just all of a sudden, boom! It's winter. Yeah. I believe that the northern hemisphere is getting uh, that in the way of heat too. It's quite strange. Really um, weird weather events. What's that about? Some sort of uh, balancing out of energy? I don't know, mate. I think it's some sort of El Questro effect, right? El Questro. I don't know. It's um, yeah, it's uh, El Chapo effect or something, isn't it? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Got to be El Chapo, yeah. The El Chapo, yeah. yep. Yeah. Cool, yeah, man. man. It's pretty mm. bloody amazing anyway. Hey, um, one thing I want to mention, I know that I've done this to death on the last one. Well, we didn't do it to death, but we did a big explanation in regards to it. But I just want to do one last quick um, spin-off on the Gav's Crab thing. And other people are like, oh, fuck, man. Sick of hearing about this crab cut tonight. It's, it's uh, effectiveness. But interestingly enough, you know, a lot of people will know for that, that fly for uh, catching a lot of permit and goalies and stuff like that. But... Recently, you know, it's been uh, known to pick up uh, blue bastards, brown bastards, and as it turns out, ugly bastards too. <laughs> ugly bastards? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that recently, but Travis Bailey actually caught a, a brown bastard on the um, on the gas crab, which was which pretty good. So that's two for one right there. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Travis and Bailey. I, don't know if any, I don't know if anyone could go to and go and have a look at Travis Bailey's page, but if you're wondering what he looks like, he's a type of, just think of anyone who's running away from a current affair cameras. <laughs> Anyone you can think of in a current that? affair is like uh, covering their face up with their with their jacket or anything like that, and you're getting a glimpse of them. That's Trav. Yeah. How are you, Travis? Here we go. Tra- Trav's dot fishing at Instagram. There yeah. it is. Look at it. Some yeah, people right. say some people say that he looks like he knows fuck nothing, but he knows fuck all. <laughs> uh, I guess he does resemble Farouk from the castle. Look at him. Oh, I wasn't there. getting to there, but do you think he does? I can't tell. Uh, Farouk doesn't no, look like I... someone who ran away from a current affair cameras to me, but. <laughs> he's got a few <laughs> nice fish there, so clearly no, he, can, uh, he can get it done. He can sledge with the best of them. There's oh, a good yeah. story there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Travis, Travis, Travis will know this doesn't come out of uh, nowhere. Hope you're having a great yeah. day, mate. <laughs> he's a good sport he's a yeah. good sport yeah. a lot of those crabs going out they're going all over the place uh, without spinning off too much of it but um, the, uh, yeah. the domination continues which is great the domination yeah yep. good on did you, you see did you see the Olympic permit team score the other day oh yeah up there at uh, Hinchinbrook yeah mm. yeah like the Harlem yeah. Globetrotters a permit yeah <laughs> Harlem Globetrotters. There's a few permit between those three, isn't there? Yeah, Dave would be Charles Barkley because he was the short one, right? <laughs> but the other two are full-on basketball players, right? <laughs> Hang on, who's Dangerous Dan? He's a tall dude. He could be anyone, mate. <laughs> could be anyone. Yeah, but, right. um, yeah. Rod, I'm sure Rod could score baskets with that goatee from anywhere on the court. Oh, that's a full score and goatee, isn't it? It was like the cartoon, the Harlem Globetrotters. Remember, there was always that one in the cartoon who could who could put stuff in his afro and pull stuff out, like wallets and stuff. Rod would be the type of dude to have put that in his goatee, pull out rods and lines and flies, just stash place. Anyway, moving on, mate. It's a great day today to be a um, kite because it's pretty windy today. How about you, mate? Find it windy? Yeah, man. It's pretty... Pretty bloody windy at times. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Hey, uh, what you got coming up, man? Any, anything exciting? <laughs> what have I got coming up? <laughs> <laughs> Did the dog eat your notes, mate, or something, hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got coming up? Oh, I'm surprised you didn't be like, so, how's the family? Yeah, how is uh, good, it? Good, thanks, kids. Yeah, yeah doing well. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what's go- going down, mate. I've see I see that you've um, 
you've done the environmentally conscious thing and, and gone to uh, paper packaging instead of single-use plastic where possible. I, I have. Pretty yeah. excited about that, eh? It's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a bit of a pain in the ass, and I, I'm... From what I can tell so far, it's getting received quite well by people. I think people would, would like to see that. I think as us as a fishing community, you know, that, that you don't have to go too far or have been fishing for too long or haven't even been around the water for too long to see how butt ugly it looks to see plastic in the water. Not oh. not that many people are going to be able to take a packet of brushes or a packet of, um, or, a, or a bag of bucktail down to the water to start tying flies and discard it. But mm. once it goes in your bin... You know, you know, it's uh, ends up in landfill, which is which is not ideal. Um, so, since the last show, we had a big shipment of um of uh, of beast brushes brand, brand bucktail, and um, since Friday, I think it is, I think there's I think up to date there's there's close to 400 tails that have gone out just this week, uh, and brushes and all that sort of stuff. And I think to myself, that's such a it was such a buttload of bags, you know, like that that could have all been plastic. If this decision hadn't been made, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's all single-use plastic too. You know, people hang on to their bucktails, obviously clip a bit off, put it back in the bag where they are. But uh, at the end of the day, once that bucktail is consumed, they usually buy another one, and they're not going to hang an empty bag up or whatever. You know, it gets gets thrown out. So pretty, um, pretty stoked to be moving, making that move, and it's starting off with the bucktail and the brushes, going to move it into other areas of, of that uh, that we manufacture, like the dubbing and, and things like that. Anything that we've got the control over to manufacture or, or package, like, you know, mm-hmm. bucktails I get just come in a big box and there's no bags in it. It's not like a throwing a plastic bag out to put a paper bag in it, you know. So when I wouldn't do that, you know. If, it, if, if there's something I buy from Hairline that we sell in the shop um, that comes in a plastic bag, well, then it will sell in a plastic bag. But I'd like to think that people would consider keeping that bag, um, Instead of you know making it a single use item, which is sometimes hard to do, but as long as it's in the in the forefront of your mind, uh, mm. even by receiving paper bags, it might sort of make you think twice about chucking that bag. Yeah, I don't I don't know, but um, either way, it's a it's a small change, um, and it it starts there, I guess. And I'd be it'd be great to see other companies follow suit. Oh, that would be that would be ideal. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean there are that well. There, there are others that, that claim to be making their products and and um and and packaging in Australia. I don't, I, I don't mean claim as in like I'm calling them out. Like I don't believe them. I just don't know, you know. And um, um, because some people do just re rebadge stuff. Um, but you know, I um, I'd like to think that you know, like if they've got the opportunity, that eventually they'll move towards that direction. It's just weird how. We're a community of people that rely so much on a healthy environment that hasn't been done before. You know, mm-hmm. um, I noticed that uh, in the in the conventional fishing world, James Holt from uh, Holt Productions has moved his jig heads to paper bags. He was he I made that I made a post recently about the paper bags, and he came on there and made a comment saying that all of his jig heads are in paper paper packaging, which I think is a fantastically fantastically bold move because a lot of people will take those products to you know on the boat you know like you, you'll find a lot of conventional gear people will unpackage it right then and there on the boat whereas fly time materials a bit different people usually process at home and take their flies out in a box and blah 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 mm-hmm. so um hats off to james another australian made product there and, a, and, a, and an innovation there but um i think that's really good i i really can't think of anyone else 
flight time manufacturer of materials otherwise in the world that makes paper does it in paper packaging and um i just figure that you know like if you with my shop we're online um so you, you the presentation is the pictures that you're seeing on the website you don't need to see a bag that's hung up on a on a shadow board and, and you know it's rifle through the bags and stuff and um, yeah. i like to think people can trust me enough to pick something for them um based on my own fly tying uh when they ask for a particular tail to suit a particular fly so we don't need a um we don't need a visual on the on the bag all that's doing is just creating waste that's uh never going to break down cool man yeah, yeah i agree nice one nice one thanks man I, I appreciate your approval it <laughs> means a lot it means a lot mate it's, yeah uh, yeah yeah it gets yeah. a stamp the stamp of approval Volty yeah. says yeah yeah Volty says yeah Volty says heck yeah heck yeah can i get a heck yeah i um oh okay probably not then <laughs> Speaking of heck yeah, I'll tell you what, I did give a big heck yeah. There's the uh, the new Caterfly cap, eh? Oh, yeah, and I believe he's got one of the best-looking models in in the world at the moment, working for him with that, right? Yeah, um, uh, I saw a photo of you there. Um, oh, right, yeah. you didn't see the correlation to what I was talking about? Because uh, must, I am yeah. a striker. Okay, cool, man. Well, I guess, no, no, you know. ironically, when I saw that photo, I thought, oh, that, that needs a paper bag. You know, <laughs> <laughs> not two paper bags in case one breaks. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, that's so, very clever, uh, Vols. You're, you're very quick. Nice hat. A lot of people have commented on that. Looking good. Lots yeah. of nice colours. So, you can see nah. yourself a sprinter or a, or a, or a long term jogger. Sprinter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. No, spread not a stayer. Yeah. Yeah. The hat. Yeah. The hats for you, mate. You like it? You. You wouldn't be able to. You don't like it. You get those waffle marks on your head, right, from truck caps, right? Uh yeah. Well, yeah. I. I get because uh, I have no hair. Mm. Um. Oh, yeah. Head. But they're, they're a lot cooler. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, anyways. You can wear mesh shirts, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never try that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, no, no, um, Al's given that hat a lot of thought. It's very, I haven't had it very long, but it's, um, very comfortable. Uh, I'm quite, um, uh, I don't know what the word I'm thinking of. I'm sure I could come up with it if I had more time and a thesaurus, but uh. I'm very picky in regards to my headwear. I like to wear it all day. I like to be comfortable. I don't like it to be, um, um, you know, too tight or, or up, up too high or anything like that, you know, so that suits me anyway. And I feel like I've got a bulbous head, so you know if it suits your big yeah. head, you know that's um it's it's a it's a it's a it's a, la a hat that's on the larger side of things. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, which that's I like. Good. Got some fantastic Would artwork on the front of it too. I believe that's a, a um a swallowtail dart on the front. Swallowtail, right? Yeah, cool, oh. man. Excellent, excellent. I tell you what's cool is yeah. uh, Shilton Reels are having a Father's Day giveaway. What what's involved with that, Volts? Well, let me tell you, Chris, and that's a really good question. I'm glad you asked it. So basically, Inquiring. yeah, if you've got any, any doubts, just go to their in Instagram page, Shilton Reels. Um, mm. And basically, they're giving away. Well, where can I find their page, mate? At Shilton Reels, all one word. Oh, you mean yeah. you mean like a website? No. It's oh, you're talking about on, on social media. You go to their yeah. page, go to the Instagram. Yeah. 
find find Shilton Reels on Instagram. Yep. 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 <clears throat> and uh, it says time to reel in Dad. This Father's Day, you can win. Uh, we have three custom color Shilton Reels to give away. It's sent anywhere in the world. Okay, so <clears throat> any of you mongrels out there can win this. Even can to be eligible, you must follow Shilton Reels. Easy. Mm -hmm. Post a picture of on your page of father and sons or daughters or family mm -hmm. fly fishing together. Um, it must be your family. Okay, so can it be your bra? Yeah, man. Yeah, it can be your bra. It could be your partner. <clears throat> um, right. Anyway, uh, tag uh, at Shilton Reels three friends and your favourite fly shop. So I'd probably go with uh, Nervous Waters or uh, Beast Brushes and um, uh, Nervous Waters, sorry, not Nervous Waters. And uh, We can always edit that out, Volts. Three friends and your favourite fly shop, yeah. Mm. Double your chance, share the real dad competition to your story, okay? So there's, um, for anyone out there who's, who's struggling with their real dad, um, yeah. Just, just have a crack, um, and you can win a reel. <laughs> Is there yeah. any like rules that stipulate whether you know you need a DNA test or anything like that to win? Like, I mean, what yeah. would happen if, like, um, if if like I was fishing next to you and and people just saw the height difference, you know, because I'm six foot four and you're much smaller, and they thought you were my son? Would I have to prove that? Uh, listen, um, no, 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 there's no other rules there. No, and, you know, I, I get your, your angle there, Dad. Yeah. But, well, um, you, you never know, mate. People could, um, people could, you know, try it on. They could be a great fishing team, you know, like, um, yeah. just, just blitzes and, uh, and really take it out. What do you think yeah. the, the, the criteria is to win? Just, just the fact of, um, just tagging them and, and, um, do you have to be using Shilton Reels in, the, uh, no, you don't. The, this the is a really good opportunity. There's more oh, and more people that are, are getting onto them too. Um, uh, they're you know they're gathering uh, momentum here in Australia um, and internationally, obviously, going well. Um, and I should point out that this competition closes on Sunday the twentieth. Um, oh, that's a Monday actually, twentieth of June. So mm -hmm. by the time this goes to air, don't fuck around. All right, just put up some photos of. Um, if you fly fishing with your family, it'd be great. Yeah, it's a pretty good score, eh? Really, for just uh, a little bit of um, participation, um, it's it really means nothing to you to be able to put a post up like that. And man, they're wicked reels. We've, we've spoken about yeah. them before on the show on the show enough, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Here's your chance I, to pick one up. Have you got any doubts about you know you don't want to you don't want to spend your money just yet? Have a crack at this comp. And um, you might score. Yeah. You never know, mate. Volty's won competitions before. Yes, thank you. Mm. Bring that to everyone's attention again. I love, love that uh, that affirmation and validation that comes with the attention. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How's that lithium yeah. battery going, mate? It's good, mate. Yeah, it's uh, it's had four or five recharges. It looks fantastic. One of the favourite features about it is um, I can sit there in a the lounge room. And the boat, you know, it's probably about 10 metres away, but uh, you can pick up the Wi-Fi from it. It tells you how it's feeling. It's got this little smiley face. and tells you the condition of the battery, its capacity, and, um, and how much charge is in there, mate. So, yeah. Maybe we all yeah. need a lithium battery in us. I know, man. It's it's amazing. It is a, it's a good bit of gear. I, 
it'll be one of those things in 10 years time everyone will be going what you've got a, you've got one of those old you know agms or lead acid or whatever you know you know dinosaurs. whatever yeah dinosaurs yeah i was just I thinking think- with the but if you had a bluetooth module and you i could i wouldn't have to ask you what it's like next time you drop a fish i just check my phone well there'd be yeah. a little frowny face there right well, you know, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, you could do that. I've, I actually find your face like a mood ring, you know, like it's right. it sort of always expresses how, how you're feeling. And, and you know, um, I, don't, I don't reckon you need the Bluetooth chip, man. You know, I just reckon I could look at you and go, hmm, that one's good. That's a good fish. That's a burner, you know. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I reckon you're the human mood ring. Yeah. What's my face tell you now? Well, I can't see it, mate. Fuck with. We'll turn around. (laughs) 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 That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Some would say that I'm dying inside. And and really, I'm not even talking about feelings. I've been dying bucktail inside the house. Oh, okay. I was going to say, those people are wrong. You'd, you've been dead inside for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we've got, a, um, we've got a very exciting guest on tonight. And, we do. Um, and I sort of just want to do a little bit of a preamble in regards to uh, who we've got on. So do you want to let the people know who we've got on and, um, and we can have a little bit of discussion about the importance of this guest as to why we think this is an important show? Yeah, sure. Um, this evening we've got on the um, the Honourable Sir Alastair McBurney from uh, from New South Wales Fisheries. I hope I've got that correct. Um, and we're talking to him about um, about uh, access rights for fishing. Um, and there's a few broader questions we're going to examine um, with him. We you know have a look at uh, what our rights as anglers are. Now this is this is bounded by the fact that you know it's a New South Wales. Um, and largely uh, f- freshwater scope of, of Al's work. But um, but uh, it can help us out, like hopefully the lessons, um, you know, will apply, you know, nationwide. And we'll just get people thinking about access to fishing, the broader question about participation in, in fisheries being measured um, and, you know, just a, a few little grey areas that, that pop up here and there. Um, mm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm guessing, I'm hoping we get some some quality conversation. I know I know Al's vastly experienced in this area, so it's going to be pretty good. I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting to him about it and uh, find out what we can and can't do in a certain way or how we can find out what we can and can't do in a local mm. area. Yeah. Well, look, I want to shout out to, um, to Josh Biddle, who, and I hope I'm saying that right, I hope it's not pronounced Biddle, um, and I'm saying it completely wrong, Josh. But um, anyway... Josh is the one who nominated um, Alistair for that. Uh, based yep. on listening to the last show, I'm making a comment on the Instagram page at the Intermediate Line. If you're listening, um, um, and if you want to chat to us, that's the best way. Don't don't put a comment on Podbean. We don't look at it. Um, yeah. But I tell you what, you should do while we've got you there is um, is go and um, go and give us a rating on on iTunes. No one's done that for a while, and we really feel like we're we're doing a great job. Anyway. You'll get a lot out of this show if, well, I don't know if this has happened to Josh, but like many of us, we've been attacked by uh, aqua Karens um, while yeah. we've been uh, fishing marinas and jetties and stuff like that. And um, 
or you know, there's places that I've um, I've fished where I've seen security guards getting around in in at night in waterways with no nav lights under electric power, so you can't hear them, so they can you know stealthily rock up to you and kick you out. Ooh. Yeah, I've yeah. seen all sorts of stuff like that, which is I'm pretty keen to find out um, what Alistair's opinion is of that. Um, yeah. Uh, and what I but what I will say, uh, maybe I might leave that and talk to when Alistair's up. Excuse me about something that um, that uh, Kim jo- Kim Jong Radloff um, mentioned once in regards to finding this stuff out. For those Sorry, who don't who? know, hey, who? Kim Jong Radloff. Oh he, yeah. Jo- yeah, Josh Faptoff. Yeah, yeah, Fap- Josh Faptoff. Yep. Um, yeah, so he is uh, he has he has kindly gave us some information as well, which might leave until we discuss it with Alistair and if it doesn't come up in conversation with Alistair, I'll talk about it in the outro in regards to a great tool that you can use to find private property on, on the water, in the water. And, um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it in the outro rather than the intro because the intro is sure. more reserved for dumber stuff. Yeah, it is. Yep. yep. But the outro is also where we let our hair down too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a bit of bloodletting in there sometimes, you know? Yeah. 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 Had a had just before we get on the other show. Um, had a good. Did you listen to the intermediate advice? Had another guest on with the intermediate advice since the last show. Oh, cool, man! Tell me. So about that's it. a no. You didn't listen. No. I appreciate no. your uh, motivation. That's a real conversation. Do, do you want me to uh, to make out that I listened? Um, oh yeah, tell me your uh, favorite part then. Well, listen. I thought it was hilarious when uh, <laughs> old mate, old mate Panther Branch, made the uh, made the observation about um, about uh, deer hair, um, and you know how it's progressed, particularly um, you know some of the naturals, uh, how the applications, and you mm. know how um, yeah how access to these materials has has led to some new and exciting innovations. Great. Well, yeah. do you think one day you'll either run for Labor or Liberal? <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate. I'm not looking for sympathy, but at the moment, um, uh, work is just just a real grinder for me at the moment. Um, as as I think I told you off air, we're we're down one uh, one employee. Um, I'm hiring. Uh, I'm doing, you know, two people's jobs. Um, yeah, so it's taking its toll on uh, on fishing and and on uh, fuck around time. So yeah, um, apologise in advance for for being a little bit behind on listening to intermediate advice. It's, it's right yeah. up on the top list of priorities. I, and, look, uh, man, let me stop yeah. you there. Okay. In case you're feeling this way, I don't tether my feelings as to whether you have listened to the intermediate advice or even the intermediate line. Okay, uh, yeah, we've right. all got okay. busy lives. Yeah, there's no there's no need to make up excuses, mate. Just you know, just it's all good. Um, yeah. You know, and it's fine. And I'm sure you're having some pretty heavy days, you know, so that's um, that's yeah. fine. And you can get protection for that, but we can talk about that another time. Heavy um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, no, Brandon was a great guest, uh, and um, I think a lot of people got some good information about it. For those who have never listened to it, it's more of a straight-faced affair, not a lot of fucking around in that. And uh, we, try to, we try to steer the conversation as, in as technical aspect as we can without – having to use video to explain stuff. So mm-hmm. if uh, Brandon's a great deer hair tire and um, and if you're into deer hair or, or wanting to understand a bit more in regards to what the big deal is about deer hair, 
then there's some great explanations on that show. Uh, we talk about a lot of um, uh, original bugs from from well from well, both of us to bring it up in conversation about some original bugs. But Brandon's um, Brandon's uh, well received internationally as 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 one of the greatest tyres in the world for sure, and uh, he's a good dude. And I really enjoyed listening to his southern accent. You know, it was um, sound like a real southern gentleman. He yeah. did declare. Yeah, he. Uh, it's worth pointing out when we had our bush bushfire charity appeal. Mm. He, um, he, despite not knowing much about, he jumped straight on board with that. So, mm. you know, there's there's an illustration of the quality of the human behind uh, Panther Branch Bugs. Check it out. Check it out. Episode four. Technically, it Podbean is saying that we are actually over 150 episodes. Did you know that? And we oh, could very well be, because in the very beginning, we didn't number the episodes. I think it might have been one or two that um, didn't get numbered. I'm just going to see what, what we're up to, technically. Yeah, technically, right? Yeah. Um, okay, let me just hang on. Wait a minute. Uh, hundred, uh, hundred and forty-four. We're up to hundred forty-four episodes, but why are we call? Are we calling it one hundred and thirty-seven? So we're we're up to one hundred thirty-eight of ours, but we're technically up to one hundred and forty-four episodes. Excellent. Riveting stuff. Riveting stuff. I'd say what we should do now is get the real talent on, and um. What do you say? We do that. We get. Let's do it, man. This could be the world's longest intro. Yeah. Technically, not. Isn't it? Okay. Sorry. I believe we've gone longer. I believe we've reached out to forty minutes before, and we can just keep talking if you want to break a record. I'm down. No. You want to break a record? Nope. I don't care either. Not a big deal. All right, let's get Alistair on. Uh Rock and roll. Welcome back, listeners, to Intermediate Line with tonight's guest, Mr. Uh, Alistair Burney from uh, McBurney. Sorry, from fuck. I'm going to do that again. Eh? <laughs> There's no <laughs> way I'm editing this out. <laughs> no, but please do it. Go. Oh, fuck it up. <laughs> okay, we've got Alistair <laughs> McBurney, uh, recreational fishing manager for, for New South Wales Fisheries, with specialising in. Um, Angler Access, welcome to the show, Alistair. <laughs> Thank you very much, Volty, for that for that uh, warm introduction. I know now I know how um, you know Adam Layton feels from Fly Life magazine, or is it Layton <laughs> Adam? <laughs> oh man, I'm so embarrassed. I'm, you I'm don't in... even have two first names, like uh, Layton. Yeah, I know you that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we just started. I'm just going to tell you a quick, quick story, and it's a true story, and it's access related. Okay, yeah, it, relate, it relates to my name. So I sent some guys out. So we do, we do, we deal with access all the time. So there's some guys up at the Dutton Trout Hatchery. They went out and they had a look at a, a fishing site for me, and they yep. got there and they're walking around, and they it's up on the Nimboida at Nimboida, and it's a pretty crazy part of the yep. world. So they walk up to this to this house, and it's got a, a big veranda around it and this big scottish guy walks out stark naked 
at eye level. Wow. And his name was Alistair McBurney, and that's fair income. Yep, that really? is fair income. So um, <laughs> they've hung it on me ever since. So yeah. Was he, yeah. Was he bigger than you, mate? He's huge. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. And could you tell he was Scottish before his accent? I don't know. It? No? But they said he was Scottish, and uh, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> you had a big climber. Yeah, yeah that's it. Sporran. Yeah. Anywho, let's let's get to it, Al. Mate, you've already started to allude to your uh, qualifications for this subject matter. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, look, um, what I do, um, I've had a bit of a break, as a lot of you know, but what I do is I basically try and look after access for anglers in New South Wales. I've been doing it for about 18 years, and um, it's, you know, it's warming to know that you've, made a bit of a change. I won't, I, I won't be there forever or anything like that, but I've seen yep. access change a lot throughout New South Wales. And, and look, I'd like to look, look back and think, geez, I've done some really good things, a- excellent things. We've had some fun times at it. And, um, you know, it's just, been, it's just been great. It's been a real laugh, you know. Um, and then, you know, I looked at access on, on across the world, what everybody else is doing as well and, and things like that, New Zealand, Queensland, even though Queensland still Australia, um, you know, Tassie, um, South Australia, Western Australia, you know, all over the place. So um, I've had a good look at some of the things that they're doing as well. Um, and they're doing some great things. So, yeah, access for anglers. And, look, it's it's a very, very difficult thing to approach um Mm. highly controversial um not controversial in the sense that it's um you know you know it's 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 people are are very emotional about access and i think that's why you do get a bit of controversy from time to time yes so um yeah well Alistair, do you want to just expand a little bit on the types of access that um that relate to agnes yeah sure look um Basically, all of Australia, when it was first colonised, was was all crown land, you know. So they, they, they came along and they, you know, they declared it as, you know, being sovereign, sovereign to England. So it became all crown land. And then from there, they divided it up. And this is all states, pretty well all states. And what they did was when they were dividing it up, um, they set certain parcels away, aside for um, specific purposes. And these are the real key ones, especially on the inland Coastal stuff's totally different, um, very similar but different. So on the coast, you've got a common law right to fish, the sea and the arms of the sea. And on the inland, a lot of those rights were taken, uh, uh, you know, not taken away, they were never there. So um, some legislation makes provision for it and others don't. So um, it, it gets very, very, very complicated. I think in New South Wales, there's probably about 15 or 16 bits of legislation that relate to you know, just access for fishermen alone, you know. And it, it's just written in everywhere. It's written in small little paragraphs or a one-liner here and there. But, you know, the long and the short, anglers don't want to know all about that. They just want to know where to go. It's as simple as that. Can I go to this spot? Yes or no? You know, mm. Am I doing the right thing? And anglers, I think, as a whole, they're, um, they want to do the right thing. You know, we've got the, I call it the 4 or 5% rule, you know, and they're the ones who just don't care, you know. They'll just do whatever. Um, they'll trespass. They'll do whatever, um, you know. And, and I think we've, you know, I think we all concede that we've got a, that element. But then we're tarred with the same brush. So, you know, access is extremely important 
and we need it. Uh, we've got to fight for it. You know, um, that's part of what I've been doing for seven, eight, or eighteen years. Um, more along the lines, what I've moved across into is um, showing people where to go fishing. Um, and um, so I've co- I've covered the state of New South Wales top to tail, um, and I've I've seen it all. I've seen all different aspects of access. Um, yeah, seen it all, and I've documented it too. So we've just recently released a website which shows people where to go fishing, and a lot of those sites are on there. Um, I think topped off over four thousand so far. I've got another eleven thousand to go. So um, yeah, <laughs> do you want to do you want to mention that website? Do you want to send people there or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, it's a um, it's a it's a angler initiative. It's angler access um, website. Just go to Google and type in angler access. At, DPI and it'll pretty well get you there straight away. Gets yeah, hit, right. it, it gets hit really hard, you know. It gets hit, you know up to 11,000 hits a day. So a lot of people are using it. Oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah. Can you can you have a look at those stats and see what sort of areas people are interested in? Oh, I used to be able to, but I've I've just changed it to a simpler system, and we we lost some of those um, some of those statistics. Yeah. Right. Um, but in saying that, the feedback coming back was north of the state is hot. Um, and around the central west is really hot as well, um, especially. And, and it goes in. You see, it peaks up on Wednesdays, and then it drops off over the weekend. You get nothing, and then it peaks up on Wednesday again. So I think everyone's planning, you know, planning yeah, where to go fishing. Yeah. yeah. And and so what I've done is I've said, look, um, you can go fishing here. This is this is the tenure type, what you call tenure, whether it's a public reserve or a TSR or or whatever. Um, yeah. And then. You, you sort of people get a better understanding of what they can and can't do. I mean, people do the right thing if they know what the rules are. Um, that's what mm. we largely find, um, you know. Um, but it's it's been quite good. And look, the feedback, you know, I'm getting young kids. If you want to look someone up on Instagram, I'll give them a plug. You know, the Grennan family, two young boys going up. They pour over this website, and they're going to these spots. And I, I won't say the river names, but you know where they are. They're, they're, they're those, you know, major, you know, granite country rivers in the north of the state. Mm. But And they're pulling cod out of there like you wouldn't believe. Um, talking to their old man over the past month or so, they've converted to the fly. And now they're going out and they're getting, I'm not joking, and people will die over this, you know, they're getting near meat-along cod, you know, with $5 Daleberg divers they're buying, you know, and um, on the fly, straight up. Mm. <laughs> you know, people are dying for that sort of stuff. You know, they love it. And yeah, yeah. Of, you know, it's, and it's great, and it's it's quite humbling to know that you've sort of, you know, provided this information, and people are having fun, and that's what it's all about, I think. You know, protecting it and preserving it, and getting people out there fishing, you know, putting I, smile on faces. I think what you said in regards to people will want to do the right thing if they know what the right thing is. Now, yep. I, I'm, I I don't know about you, Volts, but um, and I'm sure you, and I know you've been fishing for a long time too, Alistair, but. You're in a bit of a different position because you know you can quote the laws and educate people, but for us, you know, meeting people for the for most of our lives in regards to fishing, I've not met anyone who could definitively say what's what they can or can't do. Everyone will have a stab at saying, "Oh, sure, of course you can," or or whatever, you know. And and people mention things like the TSRs and uh, you know all that sort of access. But for both of us we live close to the to the coast and you know like the 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 subject of access is quite varied you know as as far as we could be talking about the salt water or obviously the fresh water you know as as you mentioned there as well um 
So I guess it's uh you know there's there's some there's some categories to break down in this conversation, um, but what you're saying is that uh, in relation to New South Wales at least the angler access at, at the DPI website is a great place to start. Does that also cover the salt water as well? Oh, not not really. We sort of um, um, we wanted to see how it went on the inland first, like mm-hmm. you know uh, issues, complaints, how it ran, things like that. Um, I did some stats on that the other day and we've had like, you know, uh, four reports of some inaccuracies and they were very minor. They weren't huge things. Um, one report of uh, a change to be made, we've had zero complaints. So what we're now looking at, and I'm doing it right now, and we've got the RFHs um, in New South Wales, so that's the Recreational Fishing Havens, and I'm working with one of the, one of the coastal guys now to try and uh, work out some access around those and then starting to expand. Um, so I'm not a, like I'm a saltwater fly fisher, okay, um, Volty knows that and most people know that, but, you mm. know, it's it's still foreign to me, so I've still got to wade my way through it and um, I'm sure we will start getting something out. Um, as You know, and, and it is difficult. Like I've just had, I had just today I had a look at you, some of your Queensland, um, you know, um, you know, you know, rights of access up there, and it's a bit of a uh, dog's breakfast. I hate to tell you guys, it's um, right. you know, it's it's all over the shop. You've got um, oh, a lot of it falls back on the councils, and it's at council discretion, and you've got a lot of uh, development. Um, you know, a lot of signs are going up, private property, all this sort of stuff. So um, we we see it, and it expands with with the development as well. So um, you know, if you can get on top of that, that's that's a bit of a bonus, um, and just on the access and finding out what you can and can't do. When I first got into this job, I sat down, um, and, that, and that's a story in its own. You know, you can come back to that if you want to. Um, yeah. But when I first got into this job, the, the very first question I was asked is there's quite a few questions I get asked, and they're, and, and they're not just related to New South Wales. So, so this conversation mm. is, is national, you know what I mean? It's not just related. Think bigger than New South Wales, even though we're the premier state, you know. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah. Yeah, 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 you're going to edit that out, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, got the most anyway. people. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing I did was said, right, what, what you got? You got to ask yourself the question. You know, what can I do and what can't I do? And if mm. I know those things, then I'll then I'll I'll, I'll do what's right. And um, so one of the first things I looked at was the Murray River. Now you all know where the Murray River is, don't you? Um, Ownership of the Murray River. The entire Murray River is owned by New South Wales, except for a couple of very small sections. Um, and that goes to the top of the Southern Bank. Now, the top of the Southern Bank can expand, extend a couple of hundred metres into what you think's Victoria. Um, so I sat down, I looked at it, and I've gone, holy cow. Um, let's um, see what the law is on this. You know, I want to make sure that I'm giving the right advice. And that's what you do. So I sat down, and believe it or not, um, the Murray River was defined in a um, in the High Court, and um, it was to do with a murder. I don't know if you've ever heard about the murder on the Murray at all, where the chap was shot. No. Um, no. It's quite interesting. It's probably going to bore everybody to death. But basically, it was a fisherman. A fisherman was standing on the Murray River. Okay, his feet were in the water. He's fishing away. He's half deaf. This guy's come up behind him. This is on the Victorian side, what you call the Victorian side. 
And he called out this, this chap. He's, his name, I'll think of his name in a second. It was Ed, um, oh, Ed Ward. That's it, Ed Ward. Edward. Anyway, Ed, yeah. no, no, Edward Ward. <laughs> he was a Kiwi. He's a New Zealander. Anyway, yeah. so he went up. And he, and he saw this angler, and the angler's name was um, Alex Reed. So he's from Echuca. And Alex was down there fishing. Ward shot him dead. Shot what? him in the back, went down and shot him dead. Now, Ward walked free. He was tried and convicted in Victoria of murder, and he walked free. He got out because the murder took place in New South Wales. Anyway, his Ward's lawyers took it to the high court, and he walked free. He was picked up, of course, as soon as he sort of got out of the court. They picked him up and they tried and convicted him in New South Wales. But um, the the, the truth of the story is they had to make a determination of where the boundaries of the Murray River were. And they looked at everything from where the barrel was to where he he fell to absolutely everything. So that sort of sparked up a bit of an interest to have a look at the legislation. And I went through and I looked at all the legislation, wrote it all down, and I actually put it on that Angler Access website. So everything from state boundaries to, to you name it. Um, and that's sort of what you've got to do. you sort of got to go right back to the crux of it and find out what you can and can't do, you know, where are the boundaries, uh, where are these reserves and things like that, and find out what you can and can't do. It's like TSRs. If I was to tell you that you get a fine, if you go fishing on a TSR in the western New South Wales, you'll, you'll tell me I'm joking. But that's the honest truth. And that's because of the way that the laws and the legislation is actually written. Um, it's just called the Western Division. It's a part of New South Wales. It's 44% of the state. How, do, how will someone know where that boundary is? You don't. There are, in most of the cases, there are no fences. There's nothing. There's nothing to identify these things. Um, I tried to run a bit of a signage program like New Zealand a few years ago. I got some money, um, went out, put up thousands of signs. And I'll tell you what, that's a thankless task. You know, half of them were knocked off straight away. Um, the record was 10 minutes. <laughs> so I put it, <laughs> it was gone. <laughs> um, you know, they disappeared, they were stolen. And I actually found that a lot of anglers were taking them at the end of the day, um, which is a little bit disappointing, but they just wanted to keep their spot secret. So, you know, it's one of those things. But, yes, it's a bit of a minefield of legislation and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah. But, look... Uh- yeah, go. Sorry, Chris. I was going to say, Alsa, mate. Before we look, I'd be, um, I'd be amiss to sort of to pretend like I don't go off on 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 wild tangents because I'm a tangent master. I'm actually a black belt in tangents. I reckon, I reckon but, I could, I could beat you down for experience on that one. <laughs> That's fine, mate. Yeah. Well, I, I, I look. I, I just wanted to, um, just before we drift off on too much, is double down on on um on this particular subject because one of the things that um you mentioned there. Is a pretty common common um, acronym that comes up in uh, fishing when, in regards to access, and that's TSRs. Yeah. Um, can you do? Can we? I mean, you, you you dropped a pretty heavy carrot there in regards to fines in regards to TSRs, but can we break yeah. down what they are, what they were meant for, and what that means to anglers? Yeah. So so t- so most of the public land in New South Wales <clears throat> and Queensland and Victoria and places like that. So the TSRs very similar in New South Wales and and Queensland. So I'll just talk about TSRs in general, uh, that's all right. So, so basically, it's a, it's a travelling stock route or a travelling stock reserve, depending on what side of the fence you're on. So, it's all crown land. However, there's another layer of legislation that's gone over the top of it, and that layer of legislation sets out basically the rules for how that land is to be managed, 
and who is to manage it. Now, the TSRs in both, um, you know, Queensland and New South Wales are a pretty important thing. Their primary role is for, you know, for stock, whether it's for drought, uh, you know, for stock for fodder um, or whether it's for passage of stock and things like that. And the landholders have to pay rates on, on those TSRs. So they pay rates which fund the management of the TSRs. A lot of people don't know that, you know. Mm. And um, so so the cockies look after these things for us to use. Mm. So in New South Wales, under the legislation for the TSRs, it's, it's I guess you call it layered tenure. They, they call it layered tenure. Uh, tenure is like a lease or a licence or an occupancy. Hopefully that's not con- too confusing. No. Um, so under that legislation, all the cockies said, look, we've got to prov- we should provide some um, recreation for everybody else, you know. Um, so what they did was they wrote into the legislation, they said, look, um, under that legislation, um, fishing is a recognised activity. It is a prescribed and recognised activity on TSRs. But in New South Wales, that only extends to what they call the Eastern Division. There's an Eastern Western Division. Um, in the Western Division, it's totally different. All of the land is Crown land, and the TSRs have multiple layers of tenure over them. Um, very, very difficult, um, you know, to, to sort of even explain how the management of that, that runs. I won't even attempt it. But one of the clauses is that, that's, you know, um, you know that uh, recreational activities uh, are um, not, not permitted on those TSRs in the Western Division. So that's where the fines come from, you know. Um, yeah, and yeah, and there's, yeah. not, there's not a provision under their legislation. They can't, they can't do it. It's not the cocky's fault, you know. It's the way the legislation. And a lot of this legislation, like one of them I quote all the time, is the Enclosed Lands Protection Act. It goes back to 1901. And it hasn't changed very much. So, you know, there's a lot of water under the bridge with a lot of this legislation. Um, a lot of it's been, you know, um, merged together and things like that. But the TSRs is a hot one. In Queensland, the TSRs are solely managed by local councils mm. and the councils manage those on, on everybody's behalf. There's, there's, I had to do some work on some uh, up there a long time ago for a chap called Brian Dare. He's out of Glen Lyon Dam. Heck of a nice guy, heck of a nice guy and a, and a, and a deadly good, good angler. Um, he's done a lot for uh, access in particular on Queensland and New South Wales border um, and that's on the Jumeric River. Um, and everyone knows where the boundary is on the Jumeric, do they? Just <laughs> do you guys know where the state boundary is? I've never fished it. I, I, would would we have to look it up to, to fish it? Is there is there rules on one side that different oh, yeah. than the other? There is. It's okay, down the, it's down the centre of the river, half right. New South Wales, half Queensland. So, right. and we've got different cod size and bag limits on both as well. So. <laughs> If the fish swims across the other side of the river, you know, what's what happens then? So our compliance officers work really closely together. And that's just one of the uh, cross-border issues that you might come across. Mm. Um, yeah, hopefully I didn't go on too much of a tangent then, Chris, but um, hopefully no, I no. answered your question. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> well, how, just, just as a matter of policing, so yep. in New South Wales, are, are you allowed to have um, set lines or springer lines? No. No. All right, cool. I was going to no. say, just say there was... In that situation where you share a common border, um, if if there is a different difference in rules, um, yeah. how is it policed? Well, it's very difficult. I'm not a compliance officer. That's how I got into fisheries. I actually got in as a compliance officer. But um, yeah, um, 
they've a lot of it's good communication between the states, you know, and we've got some really good compliance officers, and then they they they've also got reciprocal licenses in a lot of cases. So, uh, mm. so reciprocal um, powers, not licenses, reciprocal powers. Um, yep. That is that they can find people on either side under each other's legislation. So, um, and a lot of it, it's just their discretion, you know. These guys are awesome at, at, at you know, sniffing out a rat and things like that. So, uh-huh. their, their discretion, their discretionary powers is really, really, really good. And they'll, well, they generally, uh, well, my understanding is they'll generally, you know, make an assessment of the situation and go from there, you mm-hmm. know. And there's some, some awesome compliance officers up there, I tell you. I've done a lot of work with them. They're brilliant. Both sides. Both sides. Yeah. yeah. Al, Al oh, sorry, Vols, did you have more on that? No, mate. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I want to bring you back to the TSRs because you've yep. explained what they are. Um, you know the difference between in in New South Wales between the the eastern and the western block. Did you call it? Yeah, uh, division. Yeah, division. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Um, so I mean that, that I mean that applies to uh, New South Wales, but I know there's um, there's going to be people in Victoria and, and and Queensland. Like you did mention that in Queensland, a lot of it is is local council uh, yep. jurisdiction and stuff. But let's say like I guess let me let me ask this question. If I'm an angler uh, and I'm in Queensland and I want to fish a river, um, uh, like can I can I traverse the riverbank to get instead of going across like fence properties? Um, yeah, yeah, I can. Can I? Yeah, I, I had a look at it. I'd have to have another look at it. But what you do is you go and look at uh, legislation. I think it's under the Water Act in Queensland that might give you those powers. So there's a definition under the water under the Queen, whatever it is, the Water Act in Queensland, which gives you, but that defines the, the uh, beds of the rivers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to, I don't want to say anything that I'm going to get a, in trouble with with the Queensland guys. Oh, no. But um, yeah, you know, just but, say what you can. Yeah, yeah the, for sure. So, so the process I'd go through is I go right. I'll get out the legislation. I'm going to read it and I'm going to interpret it as best I can. And you've asked the right question. What rights do I have? And then what mm. you do is you look at who manages those um, those lands, contact them in the first place. Often you won't get a good response because they might not know either. And it's no, no fault of theirs. When you look at this legislation, you know, I quote bits of legislation that no one's ever heard of, you know, and they're looking at me blankly, you know, and, and it's very, very difficult to get a really good handle on this legislation. But you have to go through it, read it, interpret it as best you can and then apply it. And the average anglers don't want to do that. They just want to know, can I go here? Yes or no. Mm. You know, and, and it's, you know, it's a, it's, a hard, it's a hard thing to sort of um, to do. It's a little bit hard for me because I have to read all your legislation. But from what I've read, okay, so from what I've read, uh, yeah, you do have a right to go down the um, the rivers and go fishing and things like that. And you do have a right to use a lot of these public lands. Um, you know, it's a bit different on the coast. If you, um, I spoke to Volte about it the other day, and that's, you know, jetties, wharves and things like that. You know, that's an absolute basket case. Um, um, so, but on the inland, yeah, you, you do have certain rights. Um, but if you go and exercise a lot of those rights, often you get a lot of conflict. Mm. Um, because people say, no, it's my land, go away, I don't want you here, you know, you messy anglers, they'll hear, you or know, you, monthly. Yeah. Or you might be crossing private property to get to That's right. one. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you don't know. Um, now, in the Victorian scenario, right, and hopefully Trav Dowling and Anthony McGrath, they're, they're sort of our counterparts down there, if yeah. you want to see a very proactive 
government, you know, a lot of people have bagged out the, the, the Victorian government, you know, with Dan Andrews and whatnot, especially, well, I'm on the border, I'm in Albury, so so I fish in Victoria and New South Wales and Queensland from time to time. So what they've done is they've got all of this information and they're getting it out there. They're mm. showing people where to get it. Here it all is. It's all publicised, it's all digital. You can see exactly where you are um, and it's great. People can make that's an awesome. informed decision. And that's what we really need on a national basis, you know, mm. all linking together, all on a national basis. If people know, they'll do the right thing. That's our experience anyway. People know what they can and can't do, they'll do the right thing, you know. And I've had some um, funny occurrences with that. So, um, you know, some of the some of the funny things that I don't know if you want to get into, but I can give you get some funny stories. Get into it. <laughs> yeah, like, no, like what, on. now I'm intrigued for sure. Oh, yeah. Right, okay. You dangled well, the carrot. You dangled yeah. the carrot. Yeah, there's... There's, um, we've had quite a few instances, or I have. I, I can't name names. But, um, it's all right. Yes. Make them yes. up. Yeah, yeah. I call this guy Mal. Anyway, yeah. um, Mal. Um, um, so Mal rang up one day complaining that anglers were coming down the river and um, harassing his grandchildren. He actually accused the anglers of being child molesters. And I've gone, holy oh. cow. Were they, yeah. uh, were they Tenkara fishermen? <laughs> I, think, I think, I think, well, they you may really have been, did. no, well, well, they may have been of questionable parentage, but I'm not really too sure. But Sorry. anyway, <laughs> oh, Tenkara, who does that? <laughs> I listened to your uh, Nikki thing the other day too, the other the podcast on, we're from Nikki from oh, um, yeah. Nilla. Yeah, 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 it was good. <laughs> anyway, so this, uh, these Tenkara fishermen were going up the river and they were <laughs> come across this guy. Anyway, he starts abusing them and carrying on and, you know, and they said, we've got a right to be here, you know, because you're allowed to be in the rivers in New South Wales while you're there fishing. And he abused them. They walked half a K to a K to get into this spot. It's a little bass fishery. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, so I've got this landholder tearing shreds off me, you know, and I said, you know, he's sitting there, this guy's yelling at you on the phone. I thought, oh, I'm going to Google his name up. So I Googled his name up. And I'm deadly serious. There's a picture of him stark naked in his front yard with a tea, with a with a teapot or a, a watering can in front of him. I've gone, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Then he wrote this long-winded complaint. The guy was a full-on nudist. Probably still is. I don't know if he's still a full-on nudist. Oh, you know, and these poor fishermen, these Tenkara fishermen, have come around the corner, <laughs> and here's these guys standing there totally stark as in the river. Anyway, um. The poor buggers, but along the short of it was, he was saying that anglers and angler, their rights to go fishing um, was going to give them um, an opportunity to the molester his grandkids. And oh. I'm deadly serious. So these oh. are the sort of connections that come through, you know. I did mention to him that if, um, if anyone was going to conduct such a heinous crime, I'd, I doubt trespass would be on their mind. It was only 40 metres from the main road to where the, where the kids were swimming, you know. He went... He went right off, absolutely right off over the phone. But you, yeah. but you get these, you, you you get this all the time, you know. Um, you get it quite often, you know. Um, you know all the what ifs and and you know people, a lot of landholders just want their peace and quiet. You can understand that, and but anglers still have their rights of access, and that's across that's across countryside, you know, and it's been there for many, many, many years. Well, I guess uh, it's a, a matter of the angler, like obviously making themselves educated to what the legislation is as it relates to their local area. Yep. And then how the matter they they apply that to having a good day or a bad day. I mean, there's nothing more disturbing 
for me personally than just having someone yelling at you, oh. whether you're in the right or wrong. Like it's just yeah. it just just ruins your day. Well, you just like what what a bad vibe we've already started it is, here. It is, yeah. it is. And look, um, some anglers actually make a bit of a joke out of it. They send me the video footage or or whatnot, and I've had some crackers come through. You know, there's two barristers that wanted to sue a lady for hassling them on the Fish River. Um, and um, she was throwing rocks at them and yelling abuse and they're sitting there taking their photos and, you know, and we went to submit it to the police and the police pretty well said we can't use this. And I said, why? He says, they're laughing. So these two fishermen <laughs> sitting in front of this landholder baiting her up. Um, they were wealthy in their rights to be there and she was just throwing rocks at them and going absolutely crazy. And they were laughing, you know. I said, guys, I said, next time don't laugh as much, please. Yeah. But, um, wow. but, but you sort of, you, you sort of, um, you deal with this uh, quite often. I used to deal with it a lot more back in the day, but I, I don't deal with it nearly as much as I used to now. Um, but, look, it takes all, all kinds, I suppose. And at the end of the day, I say to people, look, it's only fish, you know. We, get, we do get a, a, quite a few reports of gunshots and things like that. Um, that does go on. Um, and that's a national thing that goes on all the time, um, you know. But um, some of the safest places to go fishing are actually in national parks, some of the best ones, you know, some of the best waters are in national parks. If you're willing to do a bit of a walk or a hike, oh, mate, some of the waters, you know, especially up north, my God, it's unbelievable, you know. Yeah. Um, we've been to some amazing places. Um, people hate going out with me in the field because I, I, I don't actually – fish when i'm out working that sounds odd but you know it's more of a um uh, a moral thing you know i'm i'm not paid to go fishing do you know what i mean mm. guys as as much as everyone like to think that um but people that do come with me i because you go two up because you're in pretty remote areas um i give them a minute or two and they bolt out of the car and get as many casts in as they can um, and then i <laughs> then we'll, we get back in i drive away and uh they're they're just you know, they're just beside themselves that they can't stay. Um, you know, it's uh, and some of the snowy mountains um, is amazing. Um, you know, we went up. I've got thousands of stories. We went up to the, the Upper Tuma River. You know, and apart yeah. from the, the, it's a 13, 14 kilometre walk in. Amazing country. Um, saw an angler in there one day, and he was fishing away. He had no luck, and. He was on his way out, and I said, look, I'll pick you up on the way back. And he got in the car. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen that, you know, because these are all behind locked gates. You can't drive into these areas. So I was coming back. I was actually doing a job for National Parks, and I was coming back. I picked him up, and he was about, but he's a big guy, absolutely huge, uh, heavily overweight and all the rest of it. And I said, look, jump in the car. And um, he got in the car, and my boss was with me at the time, and he was a chain smoker. And I leaned over to, to Cam and I said, Cam, could you light a cigarette? And this guy stank. And have you ever seen that 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 scene from Seinfeld where the guy gets in the car and they can't get rid of the smell? That's oh, what yeah. happened. That's yeah, what happened yeah. to us. You the know, valet this, driver. That's what yeah. it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's what, what happened What did it smell us. like? B.O. And it was unbelievable. I've never smelled anything like this. And this poor guy, he was just – he just stank, you know. And we, we – we had the windows down. It's freezing cold, and we drove all the way back to Albury with the windows down. And it's the, the car had to go. It just stank right out. It was unbelievable. <laughs> you know? And I've never experienced anything like. But yeah, complete remote area, middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know when I publicised where it was, the complaints that came through. 
people were saying, you know, you shouldn't show people where anglers where these secret spots are. And I said, well, if I find them. They're not really secret. You know, I'm just using every other method everyone else is. Mm. Um, you know, and then they come through and say, no, they're going to take eskies in there. And I thought, really? You know, they're going to walk 14 kilometres with an esky to take a few trout. You know, I don't really see it happening. But that's the sort of thing we deal with, you know, um, quite often. Um, and you can talk people around and, and talk them through it. And there's a lot, that's what I was saying before, there's a lot of emotion with angler access. A mm. heck, of, heck of a lot of emotion. You know, every, lot. every spot is someone else's secret spot, really, isn't it? You know, like it's. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. I got a phone call once from um, National Parks manager at um, on the Alpine Way. That's in Kosciuszko. And he rang me up and he yeah. goes, he said, Al, he said, look, you're not going to believe it, but I was driving along and there was these two anglers and their waders and fishing rods going over there, rolling on the road, beating the crap out of each other. Wow. And I said to him, I said, mate, what the fuck's going on there? And he goes, oh, apparently they both had this little secret fishing spot they were sneaking into every year, and it just happened they arrived at the same time, and they declared, <laughs> they declared, declared war on each other. Jesus, he had to pull them apart, you know. And they're rolling around on the ground. So imagine that, driving around the corner, and there's two guys wearing the Sims waders rolling around on the ground, beating the crap out of each other. So, well, yes, wearing Sims waders, were they actually fighting, or were they just making? No, it no, out? they were. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're Sorry, not wearing, no, they're not wearing Patagonia or what. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sims, real men wear Sims, you know. Yeah, okay. oh, yeah. <laughs> um, mate, look, you know, like the thing is, we're, we're a lot of people are going to encounter, you know, um, country Karens, you know, but yep. um, but I am pretty keen to get into the uh, to the marine Karens as well, you know. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I don't, it, I don't. I don't look after the marine stuff in New South Wales. I've got uh, Chrissy Cleaver does all that. So um, he does a good job too. So, um, you know, he looks after all the wharves and things like that. I know a bit about the Queensland stuff, though, if you want to hit me up on that. Yeah, well, I mean, the scenario is, I guess, you know, like yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people, and there's a lot of stuff on YouTube, like you said, of people sending in videos of confrontations they've had with uh, landowners, whether people are catching their pet brim or or what yeah. have you. Uh, I mean, I've been in personal uh, situations personally where, um, you know, I've been I've been shooed out of a of a of a canal by I've mentioned in the intro, um, security guards that are in electric boats with no nav lights, mind you. Um, uh, you know, just just being so stealth just to find people that are yeah. like around well, neighbourhoods. You know, there's no signs saying not, not, don't go no, in there or anything no, like that. No, you know? no, it's not it's not what they call enclosed land, so it's very difficult. So if you get back to the common law right, which goes all the way back to the Magna Carta, it talks about the sea and the arms of the sea. Those canals are the arms of the sea, you know. Um, they some cases they may have closures over them. So the first thing you look for, is there a navigation closure and is there a fishing closure? You know, if these guys are going around in little electric boats and all the rest of it, you know. I just imagine some big fat security guards going around in those, you know, those tiny little electric boats that you see. Mm. Anyway, um, so the first thing you ask. But in all cases, the onus is on them to prove that they've got the authority to do it. Show right. That, okay. So that's oh. the first thing that you, you would ask if you're in a position where you're looking to end the day or the night early through, yeah. um, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, most people are reasonable if you say, look, I'm here for a fish. Um, and I've done this before. I said, you know, I've had to pull out the business card once or twice. 
but if you say, look, I'm here for a fish, you know, um, who are you and who do you represent? And um, tell me what I'm allowed to do and not allowed to do. Mm. If they say it's private property, go away, see you later. So, well, you know, the onus is on you to prove that it's, you know, that I'm not allowed to be here. And if the police arrive, so trespass is one of these things. I've never, ever experienced a trespass case, um, never come across one um, with a recreational fisher. Mm. Um, you know, what, what are they going to do? You're going to go to court and they're going to say, what were you doing? I was fishing. Well, mm. Why are we here? You know, are you allowed to fish? Yeah. Well, why are we here? You know, you know they're not going to do it. So trespass is very difficult to prove. Do you, are you there for anything else, anything malice or anything like that? Um, you know, I've got a report once of um, an angler chasing goats around a packet, pad, paddock, sorry, um, <laughs> wearing his Patagonia waders. But, um, <laughs> but you know, why was, and, and my response was, my response to <coughs> chat from Crown Lands was, well, I can't remember the last time I went chasing a goat around a paddock with my waders. You know, I said, well, you know, <laughs> Maybe if you're in New Zealand and it's the old gumboot joke. But um, so, <laughs> so you've got to look at, you know, the malice. The other thing too is is if it's not enclosed, if, you know, if there's no defined boundaries or borders or anything like that, um, how do you know? You know, you could be on a reserve and you're walking along and then all of a sudden you're on private property. You wouldn't know. So it's very there's difficult. There's no fences for, or signs. No signs, <laughs> no fences. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very difficult to prove. Often, though, you can just talk these people through and say, look, there's no signs, et cetera, et cetera. But um, those security guards have been given a job by the body corporate, and it's just, look, we don't want people coming in here. Shoo yes. them away, no matter what. You, no matter what. I'd go to the cops and try and do them. Personally, I'd go to the cops and try and do them for obstruction. Yeah. Well, if you've got a, yeah, you got a legal... Say, what's their yeah. authority over you as an individual? Like, you know, because as I understand it, they're not, um, they're, they're not a you know, a police officer, are they actually able to, you know, lay hands on you or? Well, oh, I, I don't know. I think it'd be wrong if anyone sort of touched you. Um, depends where you want to get touch faulty, you know. So um, <laughs> if you, if, 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 if they um, came up to you, you know, and, and you know, look, it's, it's quite, it's not a difficult one for me because I know what I'd say. If I was Johnny on the spot, I'd, I'd basically tell them, go away, idiots. You know, it's as simple as that. Okay. Who are you? Who do you represent? Um, go what's away, your, what's, yeah, yeah, what's your authority? You know, and they'll say, oh, well, we're working for the body corporate or whatever. I say, okay, well, well, you know, you're a security guard. Call the cops now because I want you, if you are in the wrong, I want you in charge of obstruction. And they'll back off pretty quickly. So obstruction generally comes under a lot of legislation and some... Um, it talks about obstruction on roads. We call it the Hippie Act because that's what they usually get the the protesters for because they're obstructing oh, yeah. traffic. You know, yeah, it's yeah. public roads, public reserves, been obstruction obstructed from exercising your rights. Um, it's not just fishing related, but it's, it's related to other things. So that's the first thing I'd do. Um, but if you know the legislation and the laws, that's what the council should do, or or, or um, your fisheries guys, or the government up there, you know. Um, and it, and it is a is a tough one. Do you get chased away on your canals up there? Can do. Like a lot of the times, it'll be um it'll be the residents, you know. Um, yeah. uh, you know, there's things things that happen. Like I mean, obviously, I know what you're gonna say if I tell you that there's things like they chuck rocks at you or they they spray oh, water at you. Yeah, yeah happens. They'll chuck yeah. rocks. They'll come out swearing. They'll you know. Throw a chihuahua. It doesn't matter. They'll throw whatever they can at you. I oh, know. I've seen it. I've yeah. Seen it. So, so is there anything that like the, an angler could say to to those guys? Um, 
that could just stop them in their tracks. You know, just is there something I'm allowed to be here is not enough. You know, no, no. Look, if you look, um, kindness is met with kindness, violence is that is met with violence. You know, and that's a friend of mine I used to paint for used to used to say that quite often. Um, be as kind as you can to them. Just explain to them that they're, that you're not hurting anyone, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I I try and avoid conflict where you can. You, you will get it. Um, you know, the next person might be really, really good. I mean, I see the YouTube videos as well. I, I look at it and shake my head. Um, you know, it's it's just one of those Karen episodes. It's very difficult. I don't think you're going to change their mind. That's the thing, Chris. I don't, I don't think you're mm. going to. You're not going to change their mindset. If it's not you they're yelling at, they're probably yelling at the bag boy at the local grocery store. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm. um, it's, it's just one of those things. I don't think you're going to change their minds no matter what. They've just got it in their mind that it's their land and they want their little piece of paradise. And you can understand that um, mm. um, to a degree. I don't know what's going to change them. You know, cops coming around, having a chat to them. The cops have got better things to do than, you know, looking after these Karens. Sorry I don't have an answer for uh, direct no. answer for you, mate. Is, but, um, are there uh, circumstances or situations where there is like a legal right over the over the seabed, for example? Like um, I've heard some some brim competitions they'll only let um, the fish the outside edge of um, some wharves, for example. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> the water's the water. It's as simple as that. Unless there's navigation reasons or anything like that. So under some legislation, so. Uh, I'll give, I'll give you the bridge example. You're not allowed to fish off bridges in New South Wales. Um, right. So that's one thing. Um, there's other legislation that's out there that stipulates you can't fish within a certain distance of certain structures. Um, mm. I think in Queensland, most of the wharves and jetties, a lot of them are public wharves, but a lot of them are private. Yeah. Um, you can fish around all of them, is my understanding, because it's a structure itself um, that that is, you know, you can't jump on the structure. Um, so if you've got a swing mooring with a... The way I look at it, if you've got a swing mooring with a with a big yacht on it, you don't just jump out and jump on the yacht. You know what I mean? They've paid for the right to be there and it's their property. So you don't fish off them, but you can certainly, in a lot of circumstances, fish around them. Um, and again, it gets back to the legislation, what your legislation says, and what what yeah. conditions, what rules are in place. You know, for these. Yeah, it'd be like fishing around a car, right? I mean, like, I mean, you're not going to fish around a car, but if someone's yacht in the water, it'd be no different to. Walking around a car. Yeah, exactly. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't throw a jig head at someone's car. You know, thinking, no. well, you know, that's your fault for putting the car there. You know, that's just that's, that's poor right. form yeah. from the fisherman, really. At the yeah, end yeah, of the day. yeah, 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 yeah. It's up exactly to us right. to demonstrate some sort of morality with all of this, too. You know, like it's yeah, it's it's no good just saying, well, you you can't you can't tell me not to, so I'm just going to keep being a prick. Yeah, because that's, so, that's just inviting trouble, right? Exactly yeah. right. So um, most yeah. of the conflict that I've had to deal with over the years is because an angler has said, I've got a right to be here and he's bird up. Um, there's only one instance where the landholders really backed down that I know of was a, it was a um, chap on the Fish River. So the landholder came down and told him to piss off. Right. And he, and he got out of the river and this guy was massive. He's part of the uh, Illawarra fly fishers. I went and gave a presentation. He stood up in there and he told me this story and he walked up to this guy and he said what did you say and he said the guy pissed his pants and ran the other direction and Ooh. but he's you yeah. know he said oh, i've got a right to be here um so um often that doesn't work though um you can say you've got a right to be there and um and all the rest of it and it just doesn't matter you're just talking to a brick wall um sometimes it's better off just to backtrack a little bit or to fish through um as best you can it's hard it's hard to say that but sometimes yeah you've just got to 
you know, um, back down a little bit, even though you know yeah. that you've got the rights to be there. And then, so in New South Wales, you ring someone like me and I'll deal with it as best I can. I'll either ring the landholder or speak to the, um, um, you know, to the fishermen. They may have had a bad experience over the years, you know. Um, mm. in, in Victoria, it's quite controversial at the moment because um, they're starting to exercise their rights. I don't know if you've heard what's going on down in Victoria. So uh, Victoria's got more rights of access than New Zealand. Uh, it's unbelievable. Right. Yeah, New, Z- uh, New South Wales does. Mm. We've got more rights of access in New South Wales. Can, can, then, you, can you take? Can you take? Sorry, jump to jump in. Yeah. Can you take a couple of minutes here to compare and contrast the, sure. the rights of access to those three territories? Quick. Sure, sure, sure. So in Victoria, you've got a lot of uh, Crown water frontage on a lot of their yeah. um, lands, and that doesn't extend to really old titles. So there's a few spots. Mate of mine's got a property down there. He's got a spot there. He owns it. Holus bolus. Yeah. Um, there's no crown frontage, there's no access in there, there's nothing. So that's his land. If yeah. you want to go in there fishing, you've got to knock on the door. That's fair enough. That's the rules. You know? <laughs> um, in other areas, in 99% of the state in Victoria, you've got this amazing crown river frontage that you have access to. It goes from 20 metres to a couple of kilometres in spots. It's unbelievable. You can walk where just about wherever you want. So... The Vicky's down there, so it's largely been led by their um, – he's an avid angler. Um, I've got a story about outfishing him on, on a little stream down there. But he's, he's an avid angler, and that's um, Trav Dowling, and he's off – and one of his one of his offsiders down there as well. So they've been pushing the rights of, of campers as well, but I ain't talking anglers here, of anglers to use these reserves. And it's burned everybody up, um, you know, the green groups, everybody – and all they're wanting to do is exercise their rights of access. But New South Wales is very similar to New Zealand. We're probably a little bit closer with, with the regards to the rights. Um, we're one up where we've got the TSRs, okay? So I think there's about, I worked it out once, there's about six rights of access in New Zealand, um, and we've got seven rights of access, you know, the various reserves and whatnot. Um, but Victoria, almost right across the whole state, you've got a right of access. And it's amazing, you know. Um, but with the uh, New Zealand, hopefully I'm not babbling on here, guys, but with the New Zealand, um, you know, rights of access, it's, it is it is very important to note that, you know, their rights of access came in, get this guy, in 1840. That's when they really kicked in. So in 1840, they passed legislation, policy, whatever, and they basically said that you know, I, I jotted it down here the other day, so I'll, I'll read it out, that um, the, that access to New Zealand waters should be embraced, embraced by the public. And since 1840, they started doing it, you know. Pretty proactive. New, very proactive. But you've got to realise that New Zealand was a colony. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't, it was, it was sort of like... Um, um, it's different to New South Wales and Victoria and the rest of Australia. Um, so mm. all the farms went out there by choice, whereas, you know, we're convict settlements and things like that. And then, um, you know, you yeah. have this you, – you, it's very, very different uh, structure in the way things were put together way back in the day, you know, um, you know the squadocracy yes. and all that sort of thing. So New Zealand started out differently. So 1840s, a long time ago, heck of a long time ago, you know. Um, and, yeah, go, Vault. So, sorry, this is going to be a, 
a question I didn't see coming, and I apologise if this sidetracked us. You know, the, the New Zealand fishery, you know, particularly freshwater, is, you know, entirely introduced fish. Obviously, like the white bait fishery is, you know, seasonal and, you know, large, yeah. is it largely yeah. traditional, but, you know, and, and in tidal waters too, by the way. Um, but, you know, like, am I right in assuming that the New Zealand freshwater fishery is, what, 99% trout, something like that? Oh, I reckon you're pretty close. They've got a few native fish over there and then they've, um, and that sort of thing. I bumped into a researcher yeah. who was doing work on it years ago. But, um, yeah. um, poor but with, buggery. with that in mind, yeah, sorry, you keep going. Oh, no, I was just going to say the poor buggery, he, he couldn't make a quid doing research on a fish no one cared about. So it was just one of those situations. Oh, they, have a, they have a massive native galaxid over there. That's um, it. That's what he did yeah. it on. And, um, yeah, he was um, – never The cockapoo, with, I think. Yeah, it yeah, that's it. That's exactly yeah. right. So I was with my friend uh, Max Caruso when we were um, getting a hire car and there was this young researcher who spent his life researching it. And I said, you poor bugger, you know what I mean? He's just um, – yeah. You know, working behind the desk at, at a thrifty. So, um, um, good on him for giving it yeah. a go, though. You know, he's passionate. And, um, um, but yeah, sorry, Volso, you got a bit yeah. sidetracked there. But um, no, no, so, no, that's cool. So, so with with that in mind, um, you know, uh, they talk about um, <clears throat> you, you mentioned in New Zealand uh, colonial type thing. They said, they said people should embrace their access to fishing. Yeah. Um, does that lead to like a, a is that a massive philosophical change to what we see in Australia at the moment, like yeah, look about I, fishing. It's not yeah. really a change in New Zealand. Um, I mean, eighteen forty, we're going way back. Um, yeah, they, they basically said this is it, and then they followed through as well. So mm. their um, walking access legislation that they pushed through, I think about 10, 11, 12 years ago. Um, right. You know, it it's also led the way, so it's reinforced. Um, you know, their rights of access and things like that. That legislation was quite controversial at the time, but my understanding is is, is that they worked with landholders um, for, a, for, a, for a similar um, goal, and that is to get people to the rivers and the, and the, and the parks and the lakes and things like that. Um, to, totally different to the way that we approach things. You know, you sort of got to fight, fight, fight to retain you know, access, we don't want to let any more access go because once it's gone, it's not coming back. You know, it'll, it all gets developed and built on and farmed and all the rest of it. You can understand that people want to do that, but we do need these areas to access. Um, but I think the, the Victorians in particular, they've taken a big step, really big step, and they're, they're driving, it, driving it pretty pretty, pretty, pretty well home, I think. Um, you know, we're trying in New South Wales. We've been working for many years. Um, we've been trying to preserve whatever access we can. And part of my job, um, not people, not many people know this, was um, um, we were trying to clean up a lot of these lands, you know, get rid of the ones that we don't want, hang on to the ones that we want. So um, that was a huge part of my early years working in the department. What do you mean tidying up the lands? Oh, look, a lot of that land, a lot of it goes off cliffs, you know. You'll have a reserve in the middle of, excuse my French, but but fuck nowhere that no one cares about, you know. Right. So yeah. you'll have a, you know, smack bang in the middle of New South Wales, you'll have a tiny block of land that no one cares about, you know. It's just yeah. an, open, an open paddock. No one can use it. The cocky next door can use it. Well, why don't we sell it to him? You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, yeah, but, no, I gotcha. Yeah. But if that block of land 
whatever the tenure is, you know, whatever whatever the status is, was on a river and it was loaded with cod. Yeah, I do care about that mm. um, because we do need to retain these things because once it's gone, we'll never be able to get from A to B to get to the river to go for a fish. So we went through this whole process with um, Crown Roads in particular and we assessed nearly 40,000 of the things for closure and a lot of them just went off cliffs. Because when they built the country, they drew all of this on soapstone maps without exploring the countryside. So it was all done. It was just drawn. They presumed everything was flat as a tack and there was, you know, there's no gorges or quarry, you know, or or cliffs or anything like that. So, um, um, you know, it's just one of those things. So we've tidied up a lot of that in New South Wales, which is good. Um, I think other states should probably follow suit as well um, and just tidy it up. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's just part of... um, what we worked on for a long time. So we've we've retained a lot of access for recreational fishers. I'll never use it. I'll never see it. But someone will one day. That's the key thing. You know, once it's gone, it's gone. So if we can retain it for a, for generations to come, I think that's very, very important. Hey, uh, um, you go. Oh. Yeah, Chris, I just asked a big question, but I've, I've got one. I'm You're right. if, it, if it's off the back of it, mate, keep going, because I'm going to change direction. Go. Go for it. Uh, um, I change directions all the time. <laughs> uh, with with regards to to the fishing, I mean, it it seems like you know it certainly sounds like there's a massive pro fishing focus, um, and I say fishing, not pro professional. There's a fishing focus that the um, the New South Wales government um, recognises and uh, acknowledges the value of of fishing in the community um, as a pastime. Um, can you can you um, sort of, uh, you know, enrich that? Can you, can you blow yeah, out that look, subject for us? Um, I think, and it's not just New South Wales, it's all states, you know. Um, yeah. We've had some awesome ministers over the years, bloody awesome, right. you know. Uh, some of them really avid anglers, like guys I've fished with and, and things like that. I've got some funny stories about that. But um, look, um, it's you know it's it's a bit of a given, I think, Volty. Like, like I, I don't think there's ever been a government is been anti-fishing. It's 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 quite bizarre. Um, yeah. Our core function is sustainability in the first place. So you've got to have a sustainable resource first, you know. And that's the same with all the states. You know, you've mm-hmm. got to make sure we've got something there to fish for. Okay, if we bugger it up, we've got to pause it. We can come back in 10, 20 years or whatever. But we've got to make sure that we've got fishing fish resources there um, yeah. for future generations that's a key thing but um i think all states you know and and everybody you know um wants to have a good fishery it's as simple as that if we call it a fishery you know i think it's as, as a whole um i think that's what everyone strives to you know and then we get some political argy bargy and people telling people how they should manage things and all the rest of it and then and that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, um, I think everyone's heart's in the right place and we're trying to get a really, really good resolve for, for all, all all parties. That sounds very, you know, um, bland and like a like a political uh, response, but it's pretty well the honest truth. Um, you know, a lot of people think fisheries is anti-fishing. Oh, that's just bullshit, you know. Uh, we're all anglers right through. Yeah. We all fish. We all fish. Um, you know, very. I don't. I don't know many people in fisheries that don't fish and, and love what they do. You know, um, 
yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. It'd be good if you had a few more fisheries managers in Queensland, though. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> oh, Tony Lamb there, I think he's, he's winning he's, that ass-kicking competition, one-legged ass-kicking competition. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's champion, Tony. I love him. Yeah. Oh, he's a good, good dude. Hey, can I just yeah. ask a quick question off the top of your head? How many yeah. anglers are in New South Wales? There's about one million, so one million anglers thereabouts. It floats around a little bit, but um, yeah. um, it's pretty well recognised that it's up to a million. And, um, and what's I, that number based off? Oh, um, surveys, a lot of survey work. Um, yeah. I used to be having, yeah, licences to a degree. So licences are only one component um, yeah. because, you, you know, you've got exemptions. There's a lot of exemptions. A lot of kids under 18 don't have to have a licence. A lot of the elderly don't have to have a licence. Majority of fly fishermen, trout, trout, I should say, you know, trout, trout, trouties, all right. Um, yeah. Uh, average age is 70, I swear. Um, we've got a few young guys coming through now, but most of them swap over to the salt. I think it's a bit of a, um, you know, it's more of a happening place, is it, guys, the salt water fly fishing? Um, Seems to be. That's yeah, yeah. So um, we miss out on a lot of those stats. So they do a lot of phone um, calls and, and those sorts of things, and then they do get the numbers. So and they do a national survey um, quite often. Um, so that's how they sort of get, get the figures. So it's, it's big business, you know. Mm. Big, big, big business, you know. Um, Chris is selling flies hand over fist, I'm sure. He's, oh, I don't, I don't try flies. Stay No, nah, <laughs> I used to. Sell them. I, used, I do, yeah. I, used, I was a full-time tire, but now I just yeah. uh, now I just own and run Beast Brushes, which is the finest materials you'll find in Australia at the most reasonable prices. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> cash, cash comment there <laughs> if I've ever heard one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, he's, he's yeah. pretty good. He's, he's yeah. got a thing for his dinner each week, so I'll give him yeah. a lot of lot of latitude. Hey, by the way, Al, did <laughs> yeah. you know you're switching away from single-use plastic bags where possible? Yeah. So. Um, oh, well, everyone just buys um, bloody uh, garbage bags. Uh, garbage bags. You see the correlation? Well, this is a, you know, we're really diverting off the thing here, but, yeah, okay, get, get rid of single-use plastic bags. Everyone just went out and bought garbage bags, which was sale all those went through the roof. So, yeah. Oh, you mean with the, um, with the, re- with the uh, removal of shopping bags? Yeah, yeah, pl- yeah. Shopping bags. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep going. I've got, I've got other stories. If you want some oh, other stories, I want to revert yeah. back to to an access question. I like yeah. more of a direct question. Yep. Um, lagoons like that run that will 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 be like a almost like a tributary of a, of a river, so to speak. But it'll be when it's when it's not when it's when the level the water level's down to a normal level, they actually sit still. But they can be yep. quite big bodies of water. I'm yep. thinking. I mean, I'm sure there's scenarios like that in New South Wales and Victoria oh, yeah, 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 as well. Is. I'm yeah, thinking but... of a few. I'm thinking of a few um, off the Prospine, so that I know of up there. So, um, yeah, mate, that's a minefield. That's an absolute minefield. Um, so a lot of those lagoons aren't actually covered under the under the crown under your crown lands legislation and things like that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it comes under navigation. So if you're in a boat, mm-hmm. so if you're on it in a boat, you can fish it basically, um, as long as you're in New South Wales, depending on where you are in some circumstances. As long as your your tackle doesn't hit the um, the, the bed, you know what I mean. Um, it can't, so a lot of it comes under the uh, navigation rights. What your rights right. are, navigation, boating rules. Um, so, oh mate, that is a minefield. Don't go there. That's a lot. Sounds super squirrely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that... it is. It is. It is crazy. Um, so in New South Wales, uh, Section Thirty Eight, which is the right to fish, does not apply to. Um, um, a lot of those areas doesn't apply. 
It does yeah. if it's a river or a stream, but if it's impounded waters, it doesn't apply. Um, so, it's, yeah. The jolly swagman who jumped in the billabong was trespassing then, right? Quite well, quite well be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's it, it, as I said, it is a minefield of legislation. You know, it's absolutely not minefield of legislation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy because you know, like there are some massive bodies of water that would you could probably just about mistake as the, as the main river if you were walking along. But I mean, at the same time, they're they're in pretty. Yeah, it'd be it'd be hard to. But I, look, I just I just wonder, you know, like if you were um. Some of those, some of those lagoons can be accessed from a drain that's created from the river. That's that might have a dry bed between the two. Um, yeah. Because I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that with those, uh, to go back to the, the TSRs, if you like, you know, is that is that a measurement? Oh, actually, a good Ooh. question. Actually, is that a measurement from from the bed, the river bed, or the water height, or is it like a, a, a mean water height or, or anything oh. like that? Oh, for um, section 38 for the right to fish or for uh, the know, well, like- the, the, like the the measurement of like of of how much of that riverbank is that like I'm I'm talking yeah. in regards to the t- the TSRs and stuff that are, I'm assuming that are run, are on the riverbank right yeah yeah or, yeah it is it yeah. is it is so there'll be a boundary there somewhere if you ever want to survey one and I've had a couple surveyed I've got them surveyed to one point because so if you do a survey to find out where that mark is that you're looking at you know you're looking at ten grand so it's not cheap mm. so um, if you want to survey the whole line to you know, define where that is. I'm not joking. You're looking. You're not going to get away with it for less than forty, fifty grand. So it's extremely right. expensive um, to do those sorts of things. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I know where I know where you're coming from with it. But so there's usually a written definition, and you can fall back on whatever legislation. And the legislation in Queensland uh, under the Water Act will have a. It's got a written definition of where those areas are. So, yeah, right, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. It tells you it tells you where it is by definition, you know. Um, Twenty chains or something I read once or Oh, look, that all varies. In Victoria, they're thinking about Victoria because that's one of the rights they've got in Victoria. The Queen's chain doesn't exist in New South Wales. It's yep. um, they're actually called exclusion zones and they'll put in back in the eighties, seventies and eighties, um, when they were doing land conversion. So they're converting old parcels of land across and they <laughs> thought their forefathers thought this would be good, we'll keep this for access for fishermen, and they did. So they're scattered everywhere. Victoria's got it right across the state. Um, Queensland's got very little of it, um, but you do have a fair bit of crown land up there still, um, which is good. You need to hang on to it. You know, if you mm. lose it, lose it, it's gone. It's gone forever. It doesn't come back. You know, it's mm. one, one of those crazy, crazy things. Yeah, right. Okay. I, I look. I think the uh, the underlying thing to take away from 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 this show is that there's information available. For people to make themselves educated in regards to that, it's very hard. I, I should say I can appreciate it's very hard for you to be able to um, just just say do this and this is what you need to do. It sounds like it really depends on where you're standing at where you are standing at that time to be able exactly to give that information. Right. Yeah. Exactly right. So where where you want to get in, and we're talking almost exactly like you know down to the you know a couple of meters sort of thing. Um, and then you find out what you can and can't do for that spot. So what we've done is we've done the best we can in providing that for people. Um, Victoria's going down the same path. Um, and people just want to know, can I do? Can I be here and w- what are the boundaries? You know, mm. and, and people will do the right thing if they know what they're allowed to do and it stops a lot of trespass and, and that sort of stuff or what, what you could think of as being trespass, you know. Mm. Um, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. Sorry I can't be more forthcoming with that because it's so site specific 
Yeah, um, it is so site specific. It's um, um, but I'd I'd start with looking at your legislation and then going um, from there. Um, so you work backwards. You know, where do people then, find legislation? Look, legislation Queensland. Just type in Queensland legislation, and it'll all come up. You look at key yep. things, key things like Fisheries Act. Um, yep. Just search it. Look for access or access rights or the right to fish. There's a guy by the name of Warwick Gullet. He wrote a book on it, and it's uh, the law of fishing. Fishing, uh, law mm. of fisheries. Um, look up that book. He's compiled it all into there. You know, it's it's a book. It's not online or anything. You've got to read it. You know, a lot of people don't like reading that much these days. But you just read through it, and you'll pick up on a lot of things. So um, I met him years ago. He's pretty brilliant. But then there's there's tricky things you can do as well with access, you know. And um, I'll give you a funny story. You'll probably laugh at this one, but uh, everyone yeah. likes funny stories. Oberon Dam, it's near Oberon in New South Wales. It was locked up for 60 years. Couldn't go and fish it. You could if you paid the cockies to go and fish it. And there was only two spots where you could get in there. So yep. me, so I said, right, we've got to stop this. Um, and a guy tried... Um, a guy called Bill Talbot tried a couple of years earlier, um, but he hit a wall of angry landholders that didn't want to change. And then I came along and I thought, right, I'm going to try a different approach. So right around Lake Oberon, this is only about, you know, five, six years ago, seven, seven years ago, I I, um, I got there and I, um, I was with this guy called Ben Doolan. We went around Oberon and we marked where all the public access points were, all the public roads, all the unformed roads. We didn't yeah. want them. We didn't want them. And, um, you know, we sort of let it slip to a few of the cockies that we're going to open up all these roads and provide better access for fishermen. Yeah. Oh, they were all up in arms. Now, Lake Oberon, you're not allowed to boat it. Okay? You weren't allowed to put a boat on there. So the main aim, what we wanted to do was get kayaks on there on Lake Oberon because you can fish it so much more effectively. So we had a public meeting and we're sitting in this public meeting and there'd be 40 or 50 landholders screaming at us. You know, one of them stood up there and he's gone, right, you're not coming down our tracks. You're not coming down our roads. It's all private property. And I got jack of it. So I told him off. I said, listen here, mate. I said, we're not talking about any private land. We're only talking about the rights of the public and the rights of anglers to come down here and go fishing. So I've had enough of it. I don't want to hear it again. Basically, shut up. This other guy was there, Peter Byram, the fisherman, walked over to me and he said, geez, Al, no one's ever spoken to the mayor like that before. <laughs> but, <laughs> but eight months later, it was like a scene from Muriel's wedding. I was having a Chinese dinner with him and we'd opened up Oberon Dam for fishing. They have done some magnificent things there. And when you see it, it is a sight to believe. We've got, wow. we've got cod in there, we've got goldens in there, and it is nothing but a good news story, and I'm, I'm serious. So so when you sort of look, when I look back at some of the things that we've done, and all it was was, okay, we created a bit of a um, shitstorm by marking where these public roads are, but at the end of the day, we got what we wanted, and that was improved access and boating access to Oberon Dam, you know, and that was closed for 60 years. And we've wow. got these. What? these Why do they close are, these dams? Oh. I, I, I got to watch what I say. <laughs> but um, a lot of it's management. Just don't want to manage, you know, recreation. A lot of the dams are actually managed for water supply, um, yep. first and foremost. You know, you've got um, the way you look at it. You've got um, if you get any contaminants going in there. Um, you know, you've, if you've got a supply going into a to a city with three or four or five million people, it's a quite a big issue. 
Um, so, you know, water engineers really protect their water storages and their, a lot of their main roles is for delivery of clean water. Um, mm. you, you know what I mean? And that's, that's their key focus. That's why some of these things are built. The only reason that they're built, um, some are built for irrigation um, and recreation. So yeah, it's a, that's a that's a bigger issue that one I can tell you. That's a really really big issue. Um, so I'll have to leave that one alone. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Al, yeah. While, while we're on the topic of unusual things, something I never really understood was um, uh, the classification of rivers as blue ribbon trout rivers or something. Oh, like. yeah. Is that is that something? you were involved with or oh, i was so with my involvement in fisheries management i was involved with all of that all of that for years i used to there was a team of three there i worked very closely um with with my old boss he's since moved on just a couple of months ago we had a fair war for him the other day and he looked at it and um and keeping in mind that we're fish around the world okay so we got an understanding of blue ribbon and all the rest of it yeah. so we had this blue ribbon classification and we also had some angry Americans that came out and they're in Australia and they wanted to fish these blue ribbon streams in the middle of the drought. And they were oh, nothing there. There's no water. Um, yeah. They said it was, a, they would say they said, this is a fucking joke. You know, we've come all the way out in, in, to fish these rivers and there's nothing here. Right. Um, so classification, basically they just fly and lure, um, fly and lure. Um, we've got yes. sections of fly and lure um, across the state. Um, what, makes them, a, a, what makes them blue ribbon? Oh, it could be a quite quite a few things. I use fly and lure as a tool to reduce litter. Sounds odd, doesn't it? But yeah. um, like when you've got people who are fishing in more of a sedentary type style, and this is across Australia, it's not just New South Wales, yeah. they tend to light a fire, have a few stubbies, drown a few worms and walk away. Um, and in doing that, you know, you're left with a pile of mess. It's a common thing. So we find that, um, well, I find that with a lot of these fly lure areas, you've got um, quite a lot less litter, um, yeah. you know, and things like that. But at the end of the day, the bait fishers are asking, where's their bait-only water? So it's, yeah. a, it's a real fine balance. Challenge. You know? It's so a real challenge, yeah. So if you've got blue ribbon, uh, blue ribbon trout water, mate, yeah. are we ever going to see a, a blue ribbon uh, carp river? I think we've got a few of those already. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so I also look after bow fishing for carp, and um, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's it's a bit of a it's it's good that you can do it in New South Wales, but it's a bit of a non-event. So um, uh, oh, yeah. we'd like more people to be out there doing it. Um, and look, uh, yeah, blue ribbon for carp, brown ribbon for carp. Um, <laughs> um, it's. Yeah, we got rid of the blue ribbon years ago. Um, it's now just yeah. called fly, fly or lure. Um, yeah, and they've got, right. they got bag and size limits, so or often they parallel bag and size limits, so you're only allowed to take two with four in possession off, um, off those rivers. So, um, you know, and that's the same, um, uh, uh, you know, across uh, 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 in a lot of our, our areas around the world as well. So yeah. they do that. So it reduces the take as well. So it's not just fly and lure. Um also protects yeah. the fish a little yeah. bit. So some of these areas we don't we don't stock or anything like that. I can't really talk about stocking and that sort of no, stuff. No, 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 that's not all we're here to talk yeah. about, man. But yeah. it's actually yeah. probably a pretty good pretty good point to wind up on, mate. So Yeah, cool, cool. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <but. laughs> that that's that is uh it's actually been a fair while this this one, but it geez, it went fast. Fuck that Sorry, went fast. Sorry boys. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought no, you were no, gonna no. ask me about, about my boat. <laughs> oh, Mate, I reckon we, you know, like if, if we got access to someone of uh, of your position in in legislation or, or understanding of the legislation, even 
we should get you back on. You know, I'd I'd like to like to, to learn. Oh, well, I won't even go into it because it'll start a big tangent and we're, we're going to run out of time. But uh, but yeah, what do you think about that? Come back on. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Now I didn't ask permission to come on here, so I probably got the sack now. But I don't really care. But um, just so you guys are aware. Um, but uh, right. it's pretty pretty general what I've what I've uh, I thought so what too what I've explained. So it's not just New South Wales related. You know, we try and well, try and avoid gonna, those things. I'm going to jump in for you for you, Al. Thanks for being yeah. available, mate. That's um, okay, mate. Yeah, it's you know having having access to um, to people of your uh, your calibre uh, is we're pr- very fortunate, mate. So thank you very much. Yeah. No, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, yeah. someone learnt something. Well, well, I did. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. good. I think the, the matter of access is a, is a point of contention for a lot of people. So, mate, I, again, I want to just yeah echo what Volsey just said, and mate, say thanks for making the time. But I no, we, I think you can come, if we can make time to come back on again, and if you do get the sack from this, then you can just you know fleet speak even more freely. Well, then even better yeah. you know, for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I could tell you about all the fences I've cut up and the signs I've taken <laughs> over the years and things Ooh. like that. Oh, <laughs> oh, it sounds like a all story right. for over a beer. Yeah. Well, let's let you go so you don't get in any more trouble by letting those stories go. And yeah. um, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, um, look again, thanks, and we'll have you back on again soon for sure. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Welcome back, listeners, to the Type 6 line. <laughs> We're sinking fast. Yeah. <laughs> We're sinking real quick. It's a fast descent. Mate, yeah. that that, sh- that interview went by at blinding speeds, for, in my opinion. Um, oh. you know, it's it, Like I said, it's very hard for him to sort of define anything unless he's relating to where you're actually standing at that moment. There's so much... Um, difference in legislation and law but i hope it gives people a direction if they are getting getting harassed by people uh whether they whether they can uh, come to the understanding that they are doing the wrong thing or explain to the person who's harassing them to pull their head in yeah Mm. yeah i guess if that was that was the intent you know uh, if it's it's very hard to give definitive answers you know to you know well the analogy is a black and white answer to a shade of grey problem. Yeah. You know? And um, there are a lot of uh, if, buts and maybes and, you know, changes in in local uh, authority. So, mm. yeah. Well, yeah, it, I, I wanted a black and white answer tonight. I was hoping to get that, but yeah, I came right. away learning that, that it's so nuancy. Like, there's so much, there's just so much mixed rules between states and parts of that state. And we heard New South Wales is like split in half, even with those TSRs. You know, it's um, yep. it's just amazing. It's just not one hard and fast rule around the whole country, which is what a fucking mess, eh? Yeah, and that that's freshwater. Yeah, yeah. just freshwater. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it'd be it'd be really cool to get like I I did as as listeners will have heard. I tried to push a bit more onto the salt water aspect of it because it's uh, something that 
you know, I don't get a lot of kickback in freshwater areas that I go, although that the reason this podcast came about was me explaining how me, Captain Kurt and um and 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 Ploy were um hovering away from um from a landowner ourselves. Um which prompted the comment online anyway. But uh so it was uh, it was good to have but yeah, the salt water stuff is pretty interesting. And I will, I mentioned in the intro in regards to something that Josh Radloff told me, but in between getting Alistair on and doing the outro, I tried to get onto this website, which I'm about to mention. And you'll have to forgive me, Josh, you did walk me through these filters that people can lay on there, but I couldn't yeah. find it, man. So what I was going to do is direct people to Queensland Globe, which is a website that has, um, well, I, if you're in Queensland, it's it's worth your while, that's for sure. Queensland yeah. Globe is a lot more detailed aerial photography um, of the state of Queensland, but you've got a system of layers that you can put over it that define boundaries and uh, and you know, property lines and all that sort of carry on. Um, mm. And I can't remember the filter, and um, this is what I was going to say, that there's a filter, and I'll learn this filter, and I'll put a screenshot up on the, uh, on the social media page, and I'll give a listing of the name of the filter so you can find it by by filter i mean you can put like digital overlay over the map and it will show you the boundaries there are some there are some canal systems that uh i I don't even know if i can mention after all this talk about legal shit i really um don't know if i even want to mention it but there are some canal systems that when you put these layers over it shows that they're actually privately owned into the water and, uh, and I think that would be of a lot of interest to people because there are a lot that I know that people of security, employed in security agents, have jumped up and down about, about kicking people out that aren't in fact, um, potentially aren't in fact enforceable. I, I don't know what the best way to put that. Please don't sue me. I, I don't know. I'm just someone who sells flight time material and I'm not a, a legal eagle. So, but... You know, hopefully the maps can help you. So I'll get some information off uh, off our friend Josh, who put it on to me. And um, Josh, of the hearing, filthy filter. Yeah, if you're if you're hearing if you're hearing someone's name beeped out, uh, it's because I've asked Josh um, <laughs> after the show's <laughs> recorded, but before we've edited it, and he's asked me to edit his name out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you know, we didn't come away with much. But we can't work with so much. Somehow I feel... But we did at the same time, yeah. I was about yeah, to say, yeah, yeah. Really, really good, uh, a better understanding of where it's all at. And, you know, if at least now if I'm frustrated, I understand why. Um, and, you know, um, and, yeah, it's, it was uh, um, a good insight into everything going on. And it's good to know there's people out there fighting for our rights as anglers too. That that was a good feeling. Yeah, he was pretty adamant about that, about you've got to, you've got to fight for it, you know. We're going to lose it if you don't fight for yeah. it. You won't get it back. Yeah, yeah it won't get it back. Well, he's right, I suppose, and it? it's going to be very hard for an individual to give up that land once they've once they've um, earned it, you know, when, it's, yeah. uh, when it was ours to start off with. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Very interesting, mate. You know, I've heard of, um, I'm not going to mention names, but um, I've got a friend of mine who has fished rivers before and been shot at um, right. pretty close, actually. Yeah. Um, I've probably got a lot of people, people listening to this podcast have probably got some other people they know about like that. 
Um, yeah, this particular person, after getting shot at, went up, walked walked straight up to the house, knocked on the door, and was, what's that about? So I'm not going to say this dude's um, like a Steven Seagal type, a tough guy. I would say this probably um, didn't really think that through more than anything else, but um, yeah. could have gone either way. But that person who had who shot shot at just you know pretty much was blown away that somebody came to the door and completely crumbled. I wouldn't suggest doing that to anyone, but uh, pretty scary wow. getting shot at, that's for sure. Fucking cool story, man. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. It is a cool story, but it could have gone south pretty quickly as well. Yeah, yeah. Bloody ballsy move. <laughs> mm. Well, ballsy or not smart. Yeah, mm. not smart. Yeah. Yeah. I would not put it smart. down to the not smart category, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, there you go, mate. There you go. Um, uh, interesting bit of news, I suppose, for the uh, the local aspect of the podcast. Uh, the nominations are opening up at the end of this month, I believe, for the Hinch and Brook Challenge. Yep. I've That's correct, that. isn't it? Yeah. Is it, um, well, best, best way to keep informed is have a look at uh, their Facebook page or the Instagram page. For some reason, I had the the date the thirtieth of June in there. I could be wrong, um, or maybe it's the twentieth. But anyway, it's just around the corner. So go and have a look. No excuses for missing out because that is one comp that fills up fast. And right. It's, um, it's a great comp. It's a really good one. Um, okay, so I just looked up. I didn't even know this website existed, but this must be a website that they've got themselves onto. Mm. AFO Hinchinbrook Challenge Twenty Twenty Two. Uh, this yep. event is not yet open for booking. This will open on the 30th of June, 2022 at 6am. Um, yeah, please contact the organisers directly with any inquiries. That's at trybooking.com. There you go. That's how pro these guys are. they got their own booking site. That's amazing. Yeah, incredible. Didn't you used to have your own booking site? No. no. Pelt Tours? No. Pelt, pelt Tours, only pelts. Yeah. <laughs> pelts only, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only pelts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's uh, looks like it'll be a good um, good time this year. I believe. I uh, yes, I can. I yep, I, I can lay a vouch to say that Volti actually guarantees good weather. And if you don't get good weather, he's happy to pay for everything for you. No, this is not. True. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is their 25th anniversary. Wow, really? Is that, is that wow? They got like that little badge on there on the website it says AFO Hinch and Brook Challenge twenty fifth anniversary. And that's uh, that's that's something to be proud of. A lot of marriages don't go that long, you know. So um, yeah, you get less for murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, those North Queenslanders sure know how to throw a party, so that'll be a good one. That'll be something special. Yeah. So some of them more than others. G'day, Sam. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing hard at that. I don't know what you're talking about. No, nah, yeah. Sam's, a, yeah. Sam's, a, Sam's a quite a popular name. Could yeah, be anyone. Might, it might be one of those names you have to fuzz out. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I hate editing. Yeah, mate. Well, hopefully right. uh, we're coming into some uh, – the weather. The water's clearing up. Hopefully next time we come on, one of us will talk about going fishing. That would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've got some plans coming up. At at this point, I don't don't know if they're going to happen. 
Yeah. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Hopefully we can report back. Yeah, man. Well, Vols, it's been another success story. Yep, it's been good. It's been good. Episode 137. 137. Something like that. Away from 140. Yeah. Yep. And um, the, the milestone, just just a bit of an um, an update while I got you. And I should have, uh, well, we're up to 100, 194,000.3. I said that wrong. 194.3 thousand downloads. Woo. Getting getting pretty close. Getting pretty close to the celebration. Well, looking forward to that. <clears throat> Same here. All right. Yeah, we should do something special for that one, eh? The two two hundred thousandth. Should we do uh, a live podcast and get people to Who phone knows? in? Yeah. <laughs> We're not getting the mamrots again, are we? <laughs> <laughs> we could get some mams. Well, we'll see how it goes. Right. We need in, we need interest two people and um and swing us a review that'd be really nice of you means nothing yeah. to you means everything to us everything mm-hmm. absolutely everything I would die for this podcast that's not true at all <laughs> 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 I've died on this podcast but uh, yeah I wouldn't this one's die for running it. out of energy so low so low mate yeah. all right talk all right, soon. Mate. Yeah, keep Australia beautiful. Put your head in a paper bag. Wake up, wake up to a mirror. (laughs) I'll take a mirror to bed. All right, see you, Volts. See you, mate, boy.